0: For more than 150 years, medical researchers have known atherosclerosis has an inflammatory component, but why hasn't there been anything done about it? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter at the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Dr. Lawrence Cohen. He's the president and chief executive officer of VIA Pharmaceuticals. Dr. Cohen has served as president and CEO since VIA's formation in 2004, and before that, he had a long resume in the biotech industry for two decades, holding various executive roles, including that as CEO of Xiomix, a proteomics technology company. He joined in 1999 as chief operating officer. Dr. Cohen received a PhD in microbiology from the University of Illinois and completed his postdoctoral work in molecular biology at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and the Department of Biological Chemistry at Harvard Medical School. He joins us today from VIA's offices in lovely San Francisco right on Battery Street. Dr. Cohen, welcome to Reach MD, XM 157 the channel for medical professionals.
1: Thank you very much, Bruce. It's a pleasure.
0: So tell us a little bit about, a lot of our listeners definitely are clinicians and have heard of atherosclerosis, but if you could tell us a little bit about this and and, and why this inflammatory component, there, there just hasn't been anything new to treat this in the last century and a half,
1: really. Our founder of VIA Pharmaceutical, Dr. Tom Quatermas of Stanford University, likes to point out that it was Vircal, I think in 1852, that published the first paper that characterized atherosclerosis as an inflammatory disease. Part of the distinction, though, nobody really knew whether it was cause or effect. So they thought it was a lipid deposition disease. They thought it was sort of inert, if you will, lipid deposition on the vessel wall. And, and to some degree, I think people thought that the inflammatory component was a response to the deposition of the lipid on the vessel wall, although now, we now know that it's more causal than it is a response. So the first issue was not knowing whether it would be an effective way to treat the disease or not. Secondly, about 20 years ago, statins came on the market. These are very effective at lowering LDL, and they had a serious impact on the disease process itself. In fact, many people thought that we would see the end of heart disease based on the development of statins, and of course we now know that not to be the truth. I think the third component here is that it has been very difficult to define which of the inflammatory pathways are at work in the vessel wall. Inflammation comes in many flavors, and it's only been recent work in the past perhaps five years have really defined what the most appropriate targets would be if you'd like to inhibit inflammation in the vessel wall.
0: And so the role of inflammation, could you narrow that down too? I mean, it is believed to be that It is a key contributor to cardiovascular disease, or we just don't know for sure?
1: I think that it's pretty well accepted in this day and age that inflammation is involved in the initiation of atherosclerosis, it's involved in the progression of the disease, and it's also involved in those events that ultimately lead to major adverse cardiac events, such as heart attack or stroke. So it's, it's really involved in every stage of the disease process.
0: And is it a surprise to you that, given the fact that it, it has been known about for so long, that there haven't really been any therapies to address it?
1: Uh, I, I think only because um, our understanding of the disease has really changed recently that the that people now understand the role that inflammation plays. And I think they always, they always assumed it was a component, but I think it, it's really recent work that's been done, again, over the past five years, perhaps maybe a little bit longer, which has really underscored the importance of the process. To controlling the disease.
0: And can you talk about some of this work? I mean, for our listeners out there, even, you know, consumers or specifically medical professionals, um, what they might know and how, how they would be familiar with it?
1: I mean, there are, there are a number of centers around the country that have focused a lot on this. Via Pharmaceutical specifically was focused on work, I think I mentioned before, that came out of Stanford University. And this was a large, significant grant to our founder, Tom Quatermas. And specifically, what he uh, had was he had access to all of the human hearts that were coming out of the Stanford Heart Transplant Unit. So if your heart was replaced or transplanted at Stanford, the excipient heart that was being replaced uh, essentially ended up in this study. And that is an unprecedented amount of tissue for the characterization of atherosclerosis in coronary vessels. And it really led to the ability to do a very detailed molecular analysis identify that yes, inflammation was present, and also to identify which molecular targets would be appropriate. So there's work from Stanford, but there's work from many places all over the country. A lot of it has been done, but a lot of it has also been done in animal models, both mice and rabbits, uh, of atherosclerosis.
0: Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and joining me from his offices in San Francisco is Dr. Lawrence Cohen. He's the chief executive officer of Via Pharmaceuticals, and we're talking about chronic inflammation, in the vessel wall in the arteries, uh, atherosclerosis, and Dr. Cohen was just telling us about how we've known a lot about this condition for a long time, but there really have not been any therapies to address it, and he was giving us uh, some of the landscape into some of the research, and if you could continue on, doctor, and tell us more about kind of where this is and where it may be headed.
1: So I think people now pretty well understand the, well, we have a good basal understanding. I think we never have a complete understanding of the role that inflammation plays and the cells that are contributing to that inflammatory process. So it really starts with monocytes that are circulating in the bloodstream. They, They attach themselves to the endothelial cells, to the vessel wall. They actually transverse through that vessel wall. They turn into macrophages, and that really starts the inflammatory process, and it really starts the development of plaque. And so it is pretty well now understood what the basic molecular and cellular events are around the process. And I think because of that understanding, that is what's allowed us to think about Uh, that we can start to develop actually drug therapies for treating the inflammatory component of atherosclerosis.
0: Now, a lot of primary care uh, doctors and other health professionals might be listening in and say, well, you know what, it just seems like these statins that have been out there for so long would be considered more or less miracle drugs in reducing the risk of heart disease. And we know that the number of heart uh, deaths from heart disease have have dropped. All you have to do is look at the CDC numbers. But the statins do not uh, address this issue? of the inflammation?
1: The statins actually have what we could call for the purpose of this conversation a side effect so that they do have an anti-inflammatory component of their mechanism but certainly the the statins as a class of drugs were never optimized for that anti-inflammatory component. If you think about statins today, they are miracle drugs. They're very widely prescribed. Obviously, they are very safe. They're effective at reducing LDL in the majority of people However, if you look at the clinical trials, look at the clin- published clinical trial results for for those drugs, they're really reducing only somewhere between twenty and thirty percent of the relative risk of having a heart attack. So, if you've had a heart attack in this country, you're put on standard of care, which includes aggressive statin therapies. Um, your risk of having that second heart attack within twelve months has only been reduced by about twenty to five to thirty percent. So, there is still a significant unmet medical need. And that's one of the reasons why the community has been looking at anti-inflammatories, perhaps to To fill that need.
0: And could you give us an example of some of the anti inflammatories out there that could be used? Because I know we're all of a sudden hearing about a lot of major drug companies are looking at various ways to attack heart disease through combination pills, uh, you know, the triglyceride levels and, and looking at that as well.
1: If you look at the drugs that are, so obviously nothing on the market yet to treat the inflammatory component of atherosclerosis, but if you look at the programs that are being conducted in pharmaceutical companies, And also in biotechnology companies, I think that they sort of broadly can be categorized into two areas. One is the inhibition of leukotriene metabolism. So leukotrienes are pro-inflammatory mediators, and I like to think of them as sort of stoking the fire and keeping it burning once the inflammatory process has started. And so there are a number of programs trying to develop leukotriene metabolic inhibitors, and the second is cell adhesion molecules where, you know, we talked about monocytes circulating through the blood, seeing an injured vessel wall, attaching to that wall, and then ultimately actually transversing through that and starting the process of atherosclerosis. And there are some people that are also focused on trying to inhibit that initial attachment of the monocyte. So I'm sure there are other programs, but I think that the majority of the programs that I know about are really focused on those two mechanisms.
0: And are these types of of compounds being developed, uh, are they uh, molecular in nature? Are they pills, capsules? What, What are we talking about here?
1: I think the majority of the programs are small molecule drugs to be taken orally. I can think of one or two, perhaps, antibodies. It's a little less, obviously, convenient. We're talking about a chronic therapy. This is something that if you've had a heart attack, you're probably going to want to take for the rest of your life. And so, you know, the convenience of a a once-a-day, small, orally-available drug is really the focus to most of these programs.
0: And that would certainly be good news for patients. And so would you see, potentially, given the market out there that is changing so rapidly and a lot of the big pharmaceutical companies are developing combination pills to attack this, I would think that you would... this. This could fit into that uh, genre.
1: I mean, if you think about you're living in the United States, you've had a myocardial infarction, you've had a heart attack, you've had a stroke, you're admitted to the hospital, you are put on a pretty serious regimen of drugs following that. I mean, you are you're basically given a statin, you're probably given an anti-hypertensive to uh, reduce your blood pressure. You're given platelet aggregation inhibitors. It could be, you know, baby aspirin. It could be something like clopidogrel is now on the market for that. And so there is a regimen of drugs that you're put on. And you can imagine that just out of convenience at some point, combination therapies that involve a number of these mechanisms, which are all complementary, uh, would be one way to go.
0: You know, you bring up an excellent point, really, because when you start to rattle off the things that are recommended, uh, you know, if you have a heart history, take a baby aspirin, it would only make sense that some of the things that are going on, such as your company's efforts in this arena to look at the atherosclerosis, uh, it certainly would make sense just to, to add another component because that's basically what has been done uh, in the history of uh, treating heart disease.
1: That's right. I mean, I I think that the anti-inflammatories that are being developed today will be used on top of standard of care. So they're not going to replace any of the current approaches we have, but they're just going to be one more arm in that attack on on coronary vessel disease.
0: And how close are we uh, to seeing something like this on the market?
1: There are a number of programs that have completed phase two, and um, probably will begin phase three trials uh, next year.
0: And so if all goes to plan, potentially five years?
1: Yeah, I I would say less than five years. I mean, via pharmaceuticals, our drug is completing its phase two clinical program. Uh, There's two trials, actually, that are concluding this year. We're obviously still blinded to the outcomes of those trials, but if the data is positive, you know, that is something that we would like to aggressively take into a phase three trial uh, starting next year.
0: And we would probably hear something about that next year?
1: hmm mm-hmm. We're actually presenting the data at the American Heart Association meeting this year in November. And that's in New Orleans.
0: Well, with that, I'd like to thank Dr. Lawrence Cohen, who's been our guest. He's the president and CEO of Via Pharmaceuticals, which is based in San Francisco. And it's involved, along with other biotech companies, on the role of inflammation, atherosclerosis, if you will, in the heart disease arena. And we could be seeing yet another way to improve the reduction of heart disease in this country. I would like to thank Dr. Cohen who has been our guest. I'm Bruce Japson with the Chicago Tribune. I've been your host. If you have comments or suggestions about today's show or any other, please call us at 888-MD-XM-157. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.
1: This is Dr. Mitch Cohen with Elma Family Medicine in Elma, Washington. And
0: you are listening to ReachMD-XM-157, the channel for medical professionals.